it's a Sunday afternoon and you're boom. driving to the boom. pool. What boom. you gonna boom. listen to? Boom. Wonder boom. Twins. Boom. What you gonna boom. listen to? Boom. Wonder Twins. <laughs> Welcome to Wonder Twins, uh, the cure for serious podcasts. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jane. And I'm John. Ah, yeah. <laughs> How did you get in here? They um, told me it was a secure channel. It used to be. <laughs> now it's an insecure channel. <laughs> <laughs> it has a lot of issues, like just emotionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah it works. <laughs> Fitting that we're all here. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, John Ginder from one of my and Jane's favorite. I can't, I can't speak for Jane's favorite podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, Dreamweaver, uh, the Sigourney Weaver podcast you didn't know you needed. Uh, John, you want to tell us a little bit about Dreamweaver before uh, we explain why you're here? Sure. Yeah. Well, the uh, Dreamweaver podcast, we have two goals, uh, one of which is to watch and rank every movie that Sigourney Weaver has ever been in, in chronological order. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The other goal is, of course, to um, gain so much, you know, just popularity, become a titan of podcasting that Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. really has no choice other than to, you know, come over to uh, a recording session with us. We'll all wear matching pajamas. We'll watch a Sigourney Weaver movie and it'll be great. Do you know which Sigourney Weaver movie you're going to watch? Oh, you said you talked about it, right? You want to get her to watch Mad Men. We do. Because uh, so she's never seen it. She's never seen it. <laughs> Uh, for those interested, Madman is a, uh, it's the second movie that Sigourney Weaver has ever, uh, been in the first one where she has any lines. Uh, it was only released in Israel and oh boy, it's, it's really something, <laughs> really something, really something. I, I was actually looking at a different cause now, you know, now you've inspired me and I want to start my own watch every actress movie podcast and i was looking through some other actors and like some it's like there's like two kinds of actors some start with a bunch of like really terrible movies and other people like i was looking at alan rickman his first movie was die hard it's like what that's kind of a strong start yeah 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 yeah. but i think he was a stage actor but like but sigourney definitely had some duds at the beginning you can't start with that and be like oh i guess we'll like rate this movie because then like at the end you're just like yeah it was pretty good yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It's great. Like yeah. Like, uh, I would yeah. love if that's how every episode of your podcast ended. You guys were like, yeah, we liked it. Like, nothing mean to say. 100%. Yeah. It was really good. We recommend. Yeah. These tomatoes aren't rotten. I don't think we um, ever have anything mean to say. Um, you know, par- you have some <laughs> exasperated moments of movies from the 70s and their treatment of women. Well, yeah. I mean, but that's the 70s, though. Yeah. What are you going to do, you know? Uh, so what? why? Uh, oh, I should tell. I, yeah, still have given no context. So we, uh, Jane and I had the great privilege uh, uh, of being on an episode of Dreamweaver, which was super, super fun. And uh, we watched Working Girl, uh, which is actually a Melanie Griffiths movie where Sigourney Weaver plays a villain. It was super fun and it was a blast. Working and, uh, Girl. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think that... I think that this episode of Wonder Twins and that episode of Dreamweaver are going up near the same time. So please check out 
uh, the Dreamweaver podcast. John, where can they find it? Like Dreamweaver pod, right? On the socials. Yeah. On uh, Twitter and Instagram, we are at Dreamweaver pod. Uh, if you, you know, wanted to send us an email, that would be uh, Dreamweaver podcast at gmail.com. Cool. Uh, and so, yeah, check that out because it was super fun. But uh, as sort of a, uh, you know, quid pro quo. Oh, wait, I can't say that. This is the wrong political climate in which to say that. As a favor to each other's podcast, that sounds worse. Uh, <laughs> we thought it'd be cool to have John on our podcast after Jane and I got to go on his podcast. Uh, so I'm just kind of interested in knowing. Uh, well, you know, we'll get to more Dreamweaver podcast later. For now, uh, John, you know, you kind of get our shtick, our thing here. Uh, did anything interesting happen recently that you wanted to tell us about? Not to put you on the spot, but this is sort of all we do. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, about a month ago, I went to Italy for a month. And since I've Mm. come back, I have had to tell each person that I've met individually (laughs) about that trip. And we were there for like 25 days. So it's been it's been kind of hellish to be honest since we came back you know in Italy no one that I met spoke English so I didn't have to say anything to anyone and now I'm making up for it it's uh yeah it's been a thing so wait so you guys went to Italy for 25 days um tell me all about it (laughs) I got fat it was cool (laughs) that's that's how I've kind of boiled it down I got fat it was cool um Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. The culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you kind of feel like an asshole? Like whenever someone like says something and you go, oh, well, when I was in Italy and do. like spaghetti falls out of your mouth, <laughs> just like forever. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's actually not spaghetti. Um, it's a different kind of pasta that's basically identical to spaghetti. Um, but you know, wait, they don't have any spaghetti in Italy. They they do, but like what? they also have seven hundred <laughs> other kinds of pasta. So uh, I know that because I went to Italy recently. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Yeah, that's you so should cool. become one of those people who refuses to pronounce Italian words with an with a American accent. Oh, spaghetti. you need to do that. <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like, well, I just went on a dinner. trip to Italy. Italia. <laughs> ah, oh, that's a really great. That's a to look on the river. There's a gondola. <laughs> you sound like you stepped on a dog's toe. Gondola. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they have. It looks like they have chocolate cake. They have a cupcake. They have like some kind of a apple fritter and a tiramisu. <laughs> Um, John, so that's not I, Italian. I don't know what that is, but I, are you I sure? learned since I got back from Italy. I didn't learn this in Italy, but tiramisu is actually Italian for pick me up because it's got coffee. Oh. Interesting oh. fact about tiramisu. That makes sense. Yeah. Got it. So would you say, John, that tiramisu is in fact Italian? Oh, yeah, for sure. Someone. I rest like, my case. <laughs> Wait, so if that's the term for pick-me-up, then what's the Italian word for, like, uh, cocaine? Um, it's actually the same. Oh, okay. Got it. Tiramisu. <laughs> yeah, it's both. Oh, they, you meant cocaine. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they, they lace uh, tiramisus with cocaine in Italy, actually. That's how you know it's authentic. I looked it, I looked it up. English, cocaine. Italian, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, if you want... This is why this is why I think why more people don't learn Italian or get involved in it because people just think it's you just talk like Mario. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's a me, yeah. <laughs> just in English, but with a Mario accent, and suddenly it's Italian. Most of my understanding of Italian culture comes from an animated 
8-bit sprite plumber superhero created by the Japanese. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's constantly like people just, you know, shooting fireballs out of their noses. Um <laughs> There's a lot of like feathers falling from the sky and suddenly (laughs) wearing a cape. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In Italy, when you eat tiramisu, your mouth goes a little numb. It's cool. Oh, that Uh, is interesting. That's that's great. That's this is the this is your Italy misinformation podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I just feel like everything in Italy, like in order to get the accent listeners, listen up. Uh, in order to get the like accent down, you just have to pretend that you're on a mini trampoline, and you're driving. <laughs> you're going up and down, and you're like, "Hey, yeah, how about the like?" It's every word yes. is on a mini trampoline, <laughs> and you're just watching. You know, you're just taking it in. Well, all right. <laughs> well, I think we've exhausted that topic. Yeah, that's. I mean, you can only really talk about Italy for like eight minutes. <laughs> It's a known fact. Nothing nothing else to talk about. (laughs) Oh, I listened to a podcast recently where somebody had just gone to Italy. Oh, what did you learn? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. A bunch of wrong things. It was (laughs) a bunch of wrong things that also weren't right. Um, Well, now that we've gotten that nine minutes that we're going to need to cut out. um, Yeah. (laughs) Gosh. Uh, Let's get to your week, Jane. What do you have to share with John? What what is what is it what is it important that John knows about you? I'm not talking about myself in the third person. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I well, number one, big news. I moved my desk and now it's in front of the oh. window. Yep. Heard it here first. And I have seen this little cat <laughs> going around. I saw him walk up walking up the stairs to the park. Um or they I don't know if it's a he or a she. Um, or I mean, well, I, the cat, the cat was going up, they, they were going up the stairs and then I was like, oh, well maybe it found its owner whatever. And then I just saw it crossing the street. Mm, It's a cat about town. So I'm like, man, this cat's running errands. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I mean, it's been a few hours and this cat's in the vicinity and I'm like, gosh, busy day. Like a lot going on. You see the cat taking a business meeting with other cats. Uh, yeah. The cat's reading a paper. It's like pulling. It's like it's got to go to the ATM. Yeah. So far, we have a a, a life changing twenty five day trip to another country steeped in their culture. And Jane saw a cat. <laughs> yeah, what but the day. cat thing what is engrossing. Day. I really need to know more. Like, <laughs> like what what was going on? Like that the cat was just. What was the cat's motivation? Yeah, yeah. I need to know like its whole backstory. Meow, 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 meow,
So one of my, like, my best friend uh, from school sent me... Listen, okay, get it straight. Is it one of your best friends? No, 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 no. It it's actually the best friend. The best out of all of the best friends. The best. Okay. Um, Great. Can you name the other friends that didn't make the cut? I think it's important they know where they stand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to keep them guessing. First name, last name, you know? LinkedIn URL, preferable. <laughs> it's like it's like you, Spotify URI. It's like succession, <laughs> you know, like you don't want to like give anybody like the thing that they want so that they all keep competing for it, you know. Which is a like mm. very um yeah, like I guess uh utilitarian approach to best friendship, but here we are. Mm -hmm. Uh sort of like a a uh, a yeah, like a, sort of an Adam Smith sort of invisible hand. It's kind of like Machiavellian sort of like, yeah. a little bit, but you know. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. 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 But, you know, the reward is worth it. I always get Machiavellian and Manichaean mixed up, mixed up or missed up. Missed up? And Manichaean. What was that, John? Machiavelli Machiavelli's the guy who wrote the the guy Machiavelli's the guy who wrote the prince, right? And not prince, but like the prince. And not the little prince. No, very different book. <laughs> Yeah. The these three things could not be more different. The little prince, Machiavelli's the prince and prince. Yeah. But what if they were all combined coming this fall? I could see it being like a Broadway thing. Like yeah, it's like, like prince um, prince and prince, Julie and Julia, you know. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, this so, is prince prince and prince. So um uh, go ahead. Oh, oh, okay. Um so my friend sent me this uh, The Prince, the Little Prince, and the artist formerly known as Prince. Oh my gosh. There it is. I can't tell I if there it. is a lag in our recording or if that's how long it took you to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, John like missed because John Gender like started talking about something else and you were like, Don't did the prince, the little prince, no. and the prince's best no. friend and the prince's best friend's mom who brought it to soccer practice. No, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a brilliant title for a piece of artistic creativity work. Oh, I went to the dog park this week. That's a new thing. <laughs> I guess John isn't going to get to tell his story. And I'm thinking about taking improv. Oh. Uh, thinking about taking improv. Just thinking about it? <laughs> yeah. That would be, that's the greatest <laughs> skit ever. <laughs> An improv skit that starts with the hook. I'm thinking about taking some improv classes. And then the person's like, yes, and why? <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking about it. I haven't fully decided, but it sounds like something that could be fun for me. And I've always wanted to, but it's, I'm scared, you know? I'd certainly have to do a lot less editing. I'm just thinking, but like, John, improv classes in Cincinnati. Yee. You know, we're not known <laughs> no, for comedy improv here. No, actually, sorry. Uh, let me uh, let me John's rephrase. City is known for comedy improv classes in Northern Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> that already well, John, seems you're, less John, fun. You're, you're, 
<laughs> you're from the land of John Mulaney, the land that brought us John Mulaney and Second City. And, uh, like you yeah. have a you, yeah. Why aren't why aren't you funnier? Um, Upright Citizens it's, Brigade. It's because maybe? I. It's because I'm still just thinking about taking an improv class. You know, and, and <laughs> I see. I haven't. You're still trying to come up with the first yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I've uh, read several books. Um, I'm really. It, I'm sorry. Did you say several? I'm really books? into the because what I heard was I read supple books. supple books, <laughs> and I was like, mm. they're really just kind of floppy and bendy. Tell, tell, tell me, tell me about these. It books. It is a pleasure to turn each page. Tell me more. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What if further proof that this podcast has no purpose whatsoever? <laughs> we're just we're just looking for a Wonder Twins colon looking for a good goof. It would be funny if like the reason that I like that you know a lot of people think about taking improv classes and don't actually take them is because like you believe that you have to improv the res- registration, <laughs> and like you have to have to improv driving a car yeah. in order to get there. It's like name. It's like name. It's like name. Oh shit. Uh. But, Wacky McTube pants. <laughs> That's good, right? It's terrible. It's terrible. And they scratch it out. And like, Address. Um, the moon. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the improv application. Name. Uh, Jonathan Smith. Yes. And? Uh, 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 wacky McTube pants. Yes. And? It's like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> so I I wanted to play a board game with some friends last night, and I had invited someone who does do improv. Um, and I, you know, sent out like a group text yesterday and was like, okay, is everyone still coming over at eight tonight? And this person was like, no, I have a show. And I was like, but you had already agreed to... <laughs> to do this but you had already and so <laughs> so when someone else like got here i was like are improv shows also <laughs> like, <laughs> like do you just do they just happen and you gotta roll with it like, oh my gosh. <laughs> is that your life once you once you do improv listeners couldn't help but hear y'all talking about some improv and I'm sitting here thinking uh, you know I know some improv maybe I should just uh, pop on in some improv of my own and I will just as soon as this really long musical phrase ends here it comes here we go Coffee cup. 
next to it. Coffee cup and phone, best friends forever. And together, 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 that coffee cup and phone are next to Sorry, I ordered new press-on nails on Amazon, so I'm just looking at them and seeing which ones yeah, fit my saw, fingers. I saw you joined the the audio call here. At, it's 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 my like username, John Ginder, and then just Jan. Mm-hmm. Did you miss the E? Hi, Jan. Or did no, you? I'm, I'm Jan. Or did you feel like <laughs> it's the press-on nails? No, I'm Jan. It's just I got who I am now. Nails. I mm-hmm. fight with my husband. I gossip. <laughs> I drink wine. <laughs> I love big sweaters. How dangly are your earrings? Oh, it's like it's like three earrings all all dangled together yep, they're, on each well, side. They're three, no, I want to say that there there's three earrings because I have three separate holes in, in my ear. <laughs> and that's either too many um, or not enough. They're <laughs> <laughs> each ear and i so i and i have three different like hoops right and they're little hoops they're little you know stuck up hoops oh, gotcha. but i've had <laughs> i've had my ears pierced for so long and the hoops are so heavy that like they're very long holes oh you got some droop hoops <laughs> i got some droop hoops <laughs> This is a very this is a very rare occurrence. Normally I am scanning through our audio trying to find a single instance of Jane laughing at anything that I said. And and th- I, this is a major achievement. I just want us to pause and recognize that was like a, it. That was like a and 5 then, to 10 second laugh. That was uh 
It yeah. was great. No, I'm, we I were feel so proud. close to me like honking or snorting, <laughs> whatever it's called. We've achieved pre-honk. Gosh. Um. <laughs> I snorted the other day at work and it was so embarrassing. <laughs> but then I was like, you're the only woman here. Own it. Like, I got really like, <laughs> I got to be proud. I'm not your shot at tea, but I'll be your cup of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that doesn't make it's any the, sense. It's the other way around. Okay. Well, we have uh, we have just a little time left here in the podcast. We did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I wanted to give one more. Uh, yet yeah, nothing happened. Nothing. Welcome to Wonder Twins. Nothing happens. It's a podcast about nothing because there is nothing. Uh, the uh, I want to talk a little bit about the episode of uh, Dreamweaver that we did. So we watched just kind of you know it's like a preview, like a prelude, like mm. a teaser. Mm-hmm. I'd love for uh, But you know, we're just going to try if, and remember things like that the, we said. Yeah, it's, it's not it's actually a, we'll a, a sizzle teaser. reel. Yeah. It's a sizzle reel. Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to give you like the the sizzle, two or three minute sizzle version. Sizzle reel with Johnny J, Johnny G, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Lady Droop Hoops. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's condense, um, let's condense the, that entire movie down into three minutes. I think we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Oh so, like, I gosh. want like the two minute version. So, if people want the the full version, they can go listen to Dreamweaver. But like, I'm curious for each of you, like, how would you describe, given our our window, you know, look, given that we're looking through Sigourney Weaver, uh, uh, to get you know, for our experience with Working Girl, a film made in the what or late '80s, right? Yeah, yeah, late '80s. Uh, how would you describe this movie to a listener? Well, for most. From a strictly Sigourney Weaver point of view, I would say this is the first movie that Sigourney Weaver plays the villain, and oh boy, she is a good Which one. She's so good at it. She's so good at it. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. it's really... Uh, spoilers. Yeah. She's a villain. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers, again, you know, if you haven't seen Working Girl by now, I feel like, you know, this is your moment. But also, like, if you haven't seen it, it's probably on you. So you deserve a little bit of spoilers. Yeah, you just didn't want to see it if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so Working Girl, if you want to see exactly what the late 80s in New York was like, mm-hmm. or at least a highly, like, Or what people in L.A. thought that <laughs> yeah. New York was like in the exactly. 80s. Um, then yeah. this movie will be nothing but nostalgia for you also harrison ford late 80s harrison Ford. oh yeah bury the oh lead there gosh. uh harrison and... ford who like every time he enters a scene i'm like get off my plane <laughs> like I, I can't i can't see him as anything other than like modern day harrison ford yeah. so seeing him is like kind of happy-go-lucky funny fancy free and <laughs> footloose harrison ford yeah middle management harrison ford Oh, that's an action figure waiting to happen. Uh, but like, but like seeing him in that role was sort of interesting. And then like Melanie Griffiths, I couldn't. I'm sure she's wonderful. I found myself mostly annoyed the entire movie at her and her Which antics. Which is fun yeah. to listen to. <laughs> Jane, you had a point about that that I thought was good. Um. Uh. Jane doesn't remember um, Working Girl. <laughs> it turns out <laughs> she watched it. It's gone. I don't. Well, you were talking about how like working. the whole. No, no. I want to find whole, it. Whole... I want to find it in my brain. No. Okay. Great. <laughs> no. Griffith's Working Girl. No. Okay. Yeah, but that's all you can say. Okay. My point was that 
Melody Griffith's character <laughs> seemed like Kathy Griffin? Was that? Can you give me a hint? <laughs> How did you get Kathy Griffin? <laughs> I think no, I think you were saying like names are- it's really if you if you guys listen if you guys listen to that you'll hear Jane's very very good point that builds on itself and is I think something I missed in the movie that's very good which is the whole premise of Working Girl is that this woman is like working she is a receptionist but she really has she's really smart and she has a shot and no one will give her her shot and they do things like steal her ideas and Mm -hmm. try to set her up with men when really she could be running the show if she just had the chance that's that's like Working Girl synopsis I remember I remember now here's what's annoying uh, one, I don't think that like she is, I, I don't think that Sigourney Weaver is any more the antagonist than Melanie Griffith's character is. If you felt makes... antagonized by the main character. No, I, I feel like they are both like equally like kind of bratty, but I had many points. Yeah. One being like, they took this opportunity to, instead of saying like fight for equal rights, they just pit two women against each other, which was annoying. Um, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah, that's lame. And uh, this movie probably no, this movie did not pass the Bechtel test. And uh, on top of that, I feel like Melody Griffith's character was like annoyed that she didn't get opportunities that she didn't work for. That was the whole movie. Because like, her whole thing is like she sees things in magazines mm-hmm. and thinks that could be a really like big a deal. Business. Yes. Um. She, now had it's a, the she didn't do anything the entire movie other than like right. be annoyed. And to be clear, Melanie Griffiths is probably fantastic. I don't know a lot about Melanie Griffiths. We're speaking specifically about the writing. Um, and I think this movie was written by a man. I'm not sure. And it's like just based on the movie, it kind of seems even like in it. a women's empowerment movie from the 80s, it was essentially like, well, she has ideas, she reads magazines. It's like, well, no, she can also like do research. Mm-hmm. But she sure doesn't, does she? Is it Melody or Melanie? Yeah. Melanie. 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 Oh, okay. I was like, oh, Melody Griffiths uh like has written a ton of crocheting books. <laughs> and I was like, because I was trying to do like a where is she now type thing. Um tons of like the yeah, encyclopedia yeah. of knitting techniques. Where is she? One crochet. Crocheted Afghans. This is great. We should we should make that's what we should do. We should just we're looking for a point for our podcast. We should just be like the talking dead of the Dreamweaver podcast. Oh, no. Like they do a Dreamweaver uh, episode and then we do like a like a debrief of the Dreamweaver episode. I, I just don't know. like it's got legs. Can, can our podcast um, support that? <laughs> you know, is there is there enough happening <laughs> on the Dreamweaver I? podcast for you to hang your hat on, so to speak? Like. <laughs> You know, I guess you'll have to just go listen to find out, listeners. Hi. She's yeah. married to Antonio Banderas. Well, what? Was. Oh, the rest uh, in oh. peace. The uh, I'm, I'm looking at Wikipedia headings. So I don't have time to read them all. And the, the, <laughs> the last heading I said I see is 2013 present return to film. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> she must have. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, she was in The Disaster Artist. And Day Out of Days. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. She was a guest star on Who Lose the Path. What was her when we were talking about Melanie Griffiths? It's like, what was her big? Was Working Girl her big thing, or um, I, huh? You know, it's I'm not seeing anything else because in here. The like top stories on Google is all about her having to pay eighty thousand dollars for coming to because she showed up yeah, drunk to the set and cost everyone yeah. like a day of work. 
Yeah. So like she might be oh, most famous John, for just that. What are you that. saying? She was in Stuart Little too. <laughs> <laughs> was she a mouse? That's that's. <laughs> no, there's no, only she was one mouse. Yeah. Is there? She was Margolo. There's only. That's not a name. It hmm. was a voice acting <laughs> thing. So I think that. <laughs> Uh, huh. She was in a couple pilots. Uh, oh, she was in oh, Miami Vice. She won a, Vice she won a Golden Raspberry for Worst Actress. Are you serious? Yeah, in Shining Through, 1992. I haven't heard of any of these movies. I also want to point out that on just like the Google page for Melanie Griffith, over to the the right, where it kind of gives you the brief rundown, it does say spouse Antonio Banderas, mm-hmm. and then it says comma yeah. more in all caps. <laughs> So, <laughs> just, um. just, <laughs> and indeed there are four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Don Johnson, Don Johnson twice is a Don Johnson double dip. Yeah, in 1976 uh, through 1976, wow. and then they gave it another yeah. shot later on. Oh, she she also played a uh, grandmother. In The Brainy Bunch, which was an unaired TV pilot, uh, she was also... Not The Brainy Leela's... Bunch, The Brainy Bunch? Yes, she was Leela Swift in an unaired uh, Lifetime series called American Housewife. Uh, she was a re- series regular on Viva Laughlin, but only two episodes aired. I feel... Because I feel cheated by this, so like, let me tell you why. Robot let chicken? me tell you why this white man feels as if... He was not given a fair shake. Uh, so, like the, uh, I'm going to the Rotten Tomatoes page for. Damn it! If I could work a computer, the the Rotten Tomatoes page for Working Girl. And so I came into watching Working Girl thinking like that this was going to be like a really big. Oh, also Alec Baldwin, uh, uh, who plays like a, a snake mm-hmm. um, with tattoos, but um, a good looking snake. But like snake with listen muscles. to these like. And piercing blue so, eyes. So, well, Working Girl has an eighty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a travesty. Snake with a pizza box. <laughs> Snake and a leather jacket. I was hoping that John was just going to keep talking. We were going to keep talking about how good looking I couldn't, I couldn't Alec do Baldwin it. was. Uh, no, <laughs> so uh, I want to read some some reviews from Working Girl because I I don't. This is maybe why I was so disappointed and like had the wool pulled over my eyes until Jane pulled all the wool out and off of my eye. A lot of wool in my eyes. Uh, Griffith's talent, energy, and sexiness give it some drive and punch. No, it didn't. Working Girl is enjoyable largely due to the fun of watching scrappy, sexy, unpredictable Melody Griffith rise from Staten Island Secretary to Wall Street whiz. I'm sorry, spoilers. At the end, she's like a junior executive. definitely doesn't happen. The interaction between the female leads is so funny that you don't care if the leading man ever turns up. That also... That didn't there's happen. no leading man that there he was a supporting actor. There's also no funny no leading man. Um also uh, I think finally, the funniest part of the movie the is when uh, when Sigourney goes skiing. Like for sure that's the funniest part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for for a for a for a 10 yeah. second scene. I also really love that Sigourney <laughs> didn't really do anything like mean in the movie. Like she wasn't like, hey, really. I'll like I'll yeah. get you fired. Like she actually had the opportunity to fire this girl. She didn't. Yeah. Like she was just being a. Like oh, a lot oh, of the holy things shit! That, Give me a wait, second. She was being know, really awesome. She broke her leg, and then Melanie Griffith stole her bow. Like it was. It was just not. Yes. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. So much terrible things happened to her. Okay. 
Yeah, Jane, sorry, I interrupted you. What did you have? Um, Dakota Johnson is Melanie Griffith's daughter. So that's what she's known for. Who's Dakota Johnson? The main actress in Fifty Shades of Grey, I thought. Oh. Oh. That was the... Wait. Was that Dakota, Dakota Fanning? Dakota Johnson was like... Dakota Fanning no, is too young. No, that would have been a weird... Johnson. No. That would have been a weird Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> no, she was... Uh, no, she was in Fifty Shades of... This is important. Yeah, listener. she was in Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, uh, so, one more here. It's deft... This is about Working Girl. It's deft handling of feminist issues. Make it all the more ironic that it has been dismissed as trivial. When in many ways, it's the female equivalent of Wall Street. <laughs> that is not I true. Like, having seen it and talked about it, like, a, a lot, I don't, I don't know if I can really say, like, what it was about still, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. So Okay, the working, okay, so I just want to juxtapose. This is on the same page on, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So, blah, 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 daft handling of feminist issues. Female equivalent of Wall Street, right? Got it? Working girl quotes. Jack Trainer, Harrison Ford's character. You're like one of those crazed cops that no one wants to ride with, aren't you? Whose partners are end up crazy or dead. Next one. Yeah, I should have checked the milligrams. Live and learn. Very funny scene. You want to be taken seriously? You need serious hair. And then my favorite quote from Tess McGill, Melanie Griffith's character. I have a head for business and a bod for sin. How is that deft handling of feminist issues? How is that not just more the, typecasting? The most feminist thing that um, that Melanie Griffith said during the entire movie was, I'm not a steak. You can't just order me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> anyway, this, this has been, this got out of hand. I always think we're going to try to record for like, less time than this and it never happens uh <laughs> welcome so to my world buddy <laughs> check out uh <laughs> check out check out jane and i uh, uh, along with uh john ginder uh uh ben abear olivia and olivia she's got a tongue twister for her name yeah she does olivia Beatty on uh dreamweaver you can check them out at dreamweaver pod uh, you can, I'm assuming, Google them or find them on Spotify. It's got a cool yellow cover art. Yeah, Olivia it's made It's awesome. That. It's Working Girl. Oh, it's amazing. Did she also make the closing song? Because it's great. She did. Yeah. Uh, so it's an awesome podcast that we were thrilled to be on. Uh, and thank you, John, for coming on our podcast. Because if you didn't notice, we had nothing to talk about. <laughs> so Hey, I don't know what you. you're talking about. I saw a cat. She had that cat thing going on. <laughs> I mean... It, Jane, will you email me updates about that? Because yeah, I can. Like, yeah, <laughs> is there Actually, a, a newsletter I can subscribe to? It'll probably be in the newsletter to? for the city I live in. The yeah. it'll be <laughs> the more you find out, the more be I be on Jane's know. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I got it. Jane, have we ever mentioned that you have a Twitter on this podcast, or do you not want us to do that? Oh no, you can look at my Twitter. Yeah, what's your Twitter? Because they should check. I don't have the socials. Jane, so. my Twitter is twitter.com slash jane decker underscore. Ooh, you just. You just have a trailing mm -hmm. underscore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's cool. It's a it's an ellipsis that wants to be more connected to itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's achieved enlightenment. Self discovery ellipsis. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, I think. Yeah, we need to be done. I think we're yeah. done. All right, goodbye. <laughs> have a good week, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.